We're Cynthia Vargavisser and Michelle Walters, co-hosts of Mind Power Meets Mystic. Our weekly show is here to expand your mind to what's possible, to uplift your spirits, to move forward with confidence and joy, and to create a space for your collaboration with the invisible. Welcome to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Welcome. You are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with me, Michelle Walters. I'm the Mind Power, and my podcast co-host, Cynthia Varkavisser, is taking the week off. Since we lost one Cynthia, we have gained another. I am speaking today with Cynthia Clark. Cynthia is a spiritual abundance mentor, author, speaker, channeler, and pilot. Cynthia has worked with over 7,000 people in the last 15 years to manifest all types of abundance. She mediates daily, no, she meditates daily and channels messages from her spirit guides. She channels also messages from her higher self, angelic realm, and the Pleiadian Council of Life. I hope I said that right. She is the author of Stories (laughs) in Your Hands, Palmistry Tarot, and her upcoming book, The Mojo of Multidimensional Manifesting. What a title. She uses her gifts in hand analysis, channeling dermatoglyphic epigenetics. Now that is a doozy. And alternative healing to help others transform their lives and ascend spiritually. Welcome, Cynthia. We're so glad to have you today. Thank you so much. It's uh, really fun to be here. I'm so glad to be here. I sought you out because we wanted to talk to somebody who does palm reading. So we've talked to all kinds of other people before, but I haven't had a chance yet to meet somebody until I met you uh, who actually reads palms. And I think it's so fascinating. And I heard you speak on another podcast and I took a peek at your book and it's just really interesting. Can you tell our audience, Cynthia, how you came to be in the work of Palm Street? Is this coming from where you come from? (laughs) Well, palmistry has been around for thousands of years, over 5,000 years, uh, probably much longer, actually. Um, But I I had a business background when I first (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I would say I have a fairly normal upbringing from Utah. Uh, I studied business at the University of Utah, and I owned my own restaurant for seven years with my ex-husband. And after we sold the restaurant, I was essentially retired in my early 30s for a couple of years. It was it was really weird being retired that young because I started to get bored after a little while. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I need to do something else, you know, especially after being so busy running a restaurant. And so I went to the library and I had a deja vu experience when I picked up a book on palmistry. And I'm like, whoa, this is weird. Like something weird is going on here. <laughs> And I ended up taking the book home and I started studying it and I got this really clear message, which at the time was somewhat unusual. And the message was, you need to study this again. And so that was the launch of my career into palm reading. (laughs) (laughs) So the 
this was just a sense of deja vu when you picked up this book as if this was something that you had done before. Yeah. But of yeah. course the before is not in this lifetime. Not in this lifetime. No, that was the first time I had ever picked up any book on palmistry. I didn't know anything about it. I was just curious, like, hmm, I wonder what this is all about, you know, kind of thing when I was, cause I was, I was seeking, you know, because I was mm -hmm. bored from being retired, you know, it's like, <laughs> like what a horrible problem to have, right? <laughs> well, it's not a horrible problem to have, but I can understand being a young person and wanting to, to do yeah. more. Like exactly. To, to, you're yeah. too young to play golf all the time. I mean, and, yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. good for you. And uh, we talked about this a little bit before, but you've lived in a number of areas around sort of Colorado and Utah. And you want yes. to tell our listeners kind of where and all you've been and moved to and where they can find you now? Uh, yes, I lived in Aspen, Colorado for seven years. I lived in uh, northern Idaho for a few months, <laughs> which was horrible, but that was just my experience. <laughs> what took you to and Northern Idaho? It was my ex-husband. He wanted to move and to have something new. And, you know, I, so I obliged, but unfortunately people are not so open to palm reading up there. And I didn't gotcha. really, I didn't understand that until I got there. Um, but you know, it's a beautiful place, but I, it, it's not where I'm meant to be. So I ended up in Sedona and that's where I am now. And I've been here now for over five years and I love it. And I'm, I, I never plan on moving again. <laughs> this is home. Sedona is a beautiful place. Well, and I also read in your, um, bio that you're a pilot. Yes. How how did how did that come to be? You have like a fascinating background to the end. I know. Thank you. Yes, I do. Um, I think so too. Um, well, this was kind of a funny story. My husband, my current husband now, so I'm remarried, and he he was like one day he just woke up and he came came to me and he said, I think you need a new challenge. You know, I think, you know, you, you need to do something new. Like I'm sensing that you're bored a little bit and you want, you want to do something new. I think you should learn how to fly an airplane. And I'm like, what, what? <laughs> it was so funny because I was just not um, prepared for that kind of weird response. So I said, well, okay. And so I thought about it. My first response was like, no, like, I can't do that. <laughs> like, who am I to do that? But then I, I meditated and I tuned into my guides and I, I do a process called automatic writing and I get messages from my uh, higher self. I get messages from my angels, my spirit guides from the Pleiadians, which we'll talk about. And they essentially told me, they said, yeah, if you choose to learn how to fly, it will help you connect more with your multidimensionality. And I'm like, wow, okay, that's interesting. Because when you're flying a plane, you're in a multidimensional space. So it's nothing like driving a car. It's nothing like, it's really nothing like anything else I've ever done. And so I decided after about a month to go ahead and see if I could find an instructor and a flight school. And I, 
and I signed up and it took me almost a year to get my private pilot's license. Very cool. Um, very, very cool. <laughs> so tell us more about what people can learn from their hands. Oh, the hands are still my favorite, my absolute favorite thing to talk about because they are the window to your soul. You know, they say the eyes are the window, but I would argue and I would say, no, the hands are the window. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The hands, why, Cynthia? Why the hands are the, hands are the window? What, what can yeah. be seen in the hands? The hands reflect everything about you. So the fingerprints, which form on your hands five months before you're born, reflect your soul imprint. Okay, so you can read your 10 fingerprints like a map to your soul and what your soul wants you to experience in this lifetime. You have your hand shape, which forms by the time you're about five or six years old. When you think about being a little baby to being an, an adult, right? We go through a process when we're children and we're absorbing everything around us in our environment and we are developing a personality. So that becomes your personality archetype and that forms your hand in your hand shape by the time you're about five or six. Oh, and wow. then you have your free will Thank goodness we have free will, right? We're here on earth and we can choose things. <laughs> and so that's going to show up in your lines and your lines actually ebb and flow like rivers of energy. And they can tell you all kinds of things about who you are, how you think, how you feel, your constitution, uh, what are your talents, what are your potentials, what are your um, what are your blocks? What are your challenges? What do you need to learn? What are you still working on? Uh, I mean, it, it's amazing how much is in your lines. That is really interesting. Cause I've, I've, I guess I haven't known much about it, but I've always been sort of curious, like certain kinds of, um, I don't know what you'd call them esoteric sciences or esoteric arts, you know, account for a lot of uh, change. And I've never really understood, like, do your hands change? I guess your hands change or at they least do. parts of your hands change. The lines definitely do. change. The lines change. Can you, can you cite an example of like somebody you've worked with and watched how their lines changed when something happened in their lives? Absolutely. Um, I've been tracking people now for over 15 years and some people I see regularly, like every year, you know, for example, if we do an ink print, I can go back to an old print and I can look at it and I can compare the new print. Um, or um, I also work with people remotely. You can take a digital photo of your hand and I can look at your hand, you know, from even years ago. So I've, I've done it both ways. And so then I can blow up the new picture and I can blow up the old picture and I can look at it and we can analyze what has shifted. And it is so fascinating to do that. It's one of my favorite readings is the time-lapse reading. Uh, but I had one lady that I read for and her readings were three years apart. In the first reading, she was incredibly stressed out and she was going through all kinds of crap. And after three years, I saw her hands again, and it didn't even look like the same person. It was changed 
so much. I was like, whoa, like you have gone through something major in a good way because a lot of her stress lines had disappeared and a lot of her uh, challenges had disappeared. And sure enough, she had gotten a divorce. She went through that. She got, she went through a retirement. So she was in a really stressful job and she quit that. And I mean, those are major life changes. So yeah, it will definitely reflect in your hands. Interesting. Can you look at a person's hands and advise them like, what are the productive directions they should be working in or actions that you would recommend they take or? Yeah, like absolutely. That. Yes. Your hands are a guide, you know, and, and I feel like they, they can tell you so much. You just have to be open to the learning, right? <laughs> and yes, I, yes, a lot we hear of, that a lot. You have to be open to a new yeah. perspective. Yep. Yeah, you have to be open to the learning, and you have to be, um, you have to get rid of some of the old stigmas that are associated with palm reading, like you know, how long are you going to live? Which is total garbage, by the way. Um, because (laughs) because the lifeline changes and I've seen it change, you know, so that they actually tracked uh, cadavers hands back in the seventies. And they were like, does this correspond to when this person died? And the answer was no. So it's like, why do we still think that that's what the hands tell us? I have no idea, but I don't think there's enough people studying hands to maybe um, debunk some of these myths. (laughs) That would be interesting. I'm a big science lover. I think that would be fascinating. Yeah, Um, it is. It is. Yeah. I mean, I I don't remember learning much about hand palmistry stuff when I was a kid, but I mean, there were, there's like two or three things that they tell you how to look at at your hand, right? Like your lifeline and your love line. And there was something about sort of squinching up the side and you could count how many children you were going to have or something. Oh yeah. And I I don't even read children in the hands because it's like, first of all, what counts as a child, you know, for some people, (laughs) like for me, it's my dog. You know, I don't have any kids, but I have a dog who's totally my kid, (laughs) you know, and again, those lines change. So yeah, that is, I I don't read that kind of stuff, but, um, but as far as like the lifeline, yeah, the lifeline does tell you about your constitution. So yes, if your lifeline breaks, that is a big deal. And we want to analyze like, where is it breaking and and what is it doing with the break, right? So we can have something called an overlapping break where there's like a piece of line and then a, a continuation on another uh, plane, right? And then that the, there's that type of break or there's a break where it, it has a gap in between. And that's actually a much worse type of a break to have. Or there's what I call the fade out, And I consider the fade out equally problematic. It's very similar to a break on the lifeline. And that represents a time in your life when your vitality is actually decreased or decreasing. And so then we would want to ask the question of, okay, what is it that you're doing in your life that's decreasing your vitality? And then we can go to the soul imprint and take a look at like, well, what does your soul want you to do? Are you doing that? What are your talents? Let's, are you doing those talents or not? Uh, What are your challenge lines? You know, like, are you dealing with these challenges in a positive way? 
And if the answer is no to those questions, well, then that could explain why your lifeline is having a problem. Interesting. Really, really interesting. I want to remind all of our listeners that they are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. And today I am speaking to Cynthia Clark, who is a wise woman when it comes to hands. Please, if you haven't rated and reviewed our podcast, we really, really would like you to do so. Uh, Cynthia Varkavisser, my co-host and I are dying to know what you think of it and how we can make it better. And that is a great way to give us some feedback. So please rate and review us. Now back to talking to Cynthia Clark. Okay. So I find all of this totally fascinating. And as somebody who's had all kinds of weird things happen in my life, some of them predictable, some of them not predictable, I would be fascinated to know if there's, if they show up in my hands. One of the things that we talked about earlier is your connection to the Pleiades. I hope I'm saying that right. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pleiadians. Tell me about the Pleiadians and how that connects with your work in hands. Yeah. So this is very interesting because I had no idea I had a connection really to the Pleiadians until I would say for sure, it was it was after I moved to Sedona. Okay, so you let's can, start with who are the Pleiadians because yes. people aren't going to have any idea. So there are extraterrestrial beings who are in charge of assisting the people of Earth with our ascension path. In other words, our spiritual growth. And there are different groups that are. Um, they, they communicate to us uh, telepathically. And so the Pleiadians, that's how they communicate with me. I've never seen them in person, you know, like some people think, oh, do they appear to you? No, they don't do that. Um, but they do connect to me telepathically and they send me messages, you know, and this was after I moved to Sedona, where now I'm li essentially living in a vortex, <laughs> which yeah, I think exactly. is probably why that was happening. Um, and maybe it was also my own spiritual development. I needed to be at a certain phase in my own spiritual development to actually start communicating with them. I'm not really sure, you know, uh, but they told me actually in a hypnosis session. So I started seeing the number 717 over and over and over and over. And it was like, what yeah, is up that. with this freaking number? And so I had to find out. And so I, I, I searched out a hypnotherapist who did the, uh, the QHHT hypnosis mm -hmm. and she was down in Scottsdale and so I went down to Scottsdale. I spent like five hours with her. This is not like a short session. This was a very, no, this is a big deal. Yeah, It was a big, big deal. And I was really looking for answers. And so we, one of the questions that I asked in that session was, what is this set number 717? And so what I learned from that session, which was in communicating directly with my higher self, was that I am on the ascension path. That's the number seven, right? Which is also my birth path number in numerology. And the 17 is the number of ascension. 
And so I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. <laughs> and then what is all this stuff about Ascension? And so then they, they've been giving me a lot of information about that over the years. So that's part of what I help people with when I, as, and also when I do palm readings with people is I can help them to understand how the Ascension works through their hands. And so then the Pleiadians, what I learned from that session too, is that I have ancestry with the Pleiadians. So my DNA, um, so if you've ever heard of a star seed, like mm -hmm. that term star seed means that you have extraterrestrial DNA. And so um, some people, and it's not everybody, but some people will have a, a, a DNA connection or ancestry with some of these extraterrestrial groups. So the Pleiadians are, are one of the groups, and apparently that's the one that I'm connected with. And so after that, they really started coming in and communicating with me. And they, they told me that palmistry is so much more than I think it is. And that's when they came up with this term, dermatoglyphic epigenetics. That was not my term. That was the Pleiadians that came in and gave me that term. And what it means is dermatoglyphic. Now, that's a that's actually comes from um, one of the forefathers of palmistry. Harold Cummins was his name. He, he coined that phrase back in like the 1920s when they were studying fingerprints and the fingerprint patterns and the, so it literally means like the markings, right? Glyphics are markings and derma is skin. So skin markings on your hands. Okay. okay yeah, so that makes that, sense to me. Derma and glyphic, like derm, like skin and yes. glyphic, like petroglyphs. So yeah, exactly, that makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So fingerprint and palmer print markings. And then epigenetics is a term just to talk about getting above your genes. So we are not victims. We never have been victims of our genes. You know, there, Bruce Lipton talks a lot about that. Um, if you read like the biology of belief. Uh, oh which, yeah, I've read it. Great yeah. Book. And yeah. I, I was a bio major in college. So, yeah. you know, back in the eighties, when you'd study this, like you got your genes and they're going to turn on or off and you are just that's it, man. No, no influence, no editing whatsoever. And of course, now we're doing all kinds of influencing and editing on genes. In yeah. All yeah. kinds of different ways, right? Yes. So, um, yeah. So really amazing. interesting. Okay. So big word. Um, yes. And essentially meaning to, to, does it mean to influence or using the hands as yeah. So like, tell me, but does it influence? Which way does it go? <laughs> I know it's a good question. So yeah. So the Pleiadians told me that the fingerprints are not just to tell you about your soul imprint and your soul agenda. Uh, you can also identify your starseed lineage if you have it through the fingerprints. Um, and they told me exactly how to do that. So now I can read someone's hand and I can tell them which ET group they're connected to, if any, um, which is really cool. Oh, and, super cool. And you can also learn that each fingerprint is a portal. So it's a portal to your multidimensionality. And each fingerprint actually connects to a different aspect of your multidimensionality. 
And so now they're teaching me all kinds of stuff about how to access the portals, how to work with the portals, how to get above your genes and your circumstances in your life so that you can ascend because that's what they're really focusing on. They want us to ascend spiritually. They want us to grow and evolve and become the highest version of ourselves. And they're so loving and so kind and so amazing. And so there's really nothing to fear from them. They are truly uh, beautiful beings who are all about helping us. They're very, very friendly. I think this is fantastic. My my teacher before she passed away was a hypnotherapist and an intuitive reader. And she was very into the ET community kind of stuff. And she, like you, talked to some of them telepathically. Um, that was her primary gig. Her name was Karen Gresham. She just loved Karen. I know she's listening up there somewhere. But I think it's it's so fascinating to think about getting help because God knows the earth needs help right now. Yes. And, you know, I see it all over the place, I guess, because this is the kind of work I do seeing sort of people questing people trying to figure this out. And yet so much discord and disharmony, um, that it's, it's a little foggy in terms of seeing how we get from here to a, a place where our love for each other is better. Our treatment of the planet is better. Our, our, um, our kids have a brighter future, you know? Yeah. And, um, so I think it's, I think it's magnificent and beautiful that you are receiving these messages and finding ways to share them with, with, with people, with your community and communities beyond. Yeah, for sure. It's a pleasure of mine to share what I know and to share some of the transmissions. And that's why I'm creating a whole nother book, you know, because I know I need to share a lot of these transmissions with, with the public and just build the awareness. You know, it's, um, it, it's super important that people realize that, that the Pleiadians and, and, and anyone else for that matter in the spiritual realm is not allowed to interfere with our free will, unless it's your guardian angel and you're in like grave danger of dying before you're supposed to or whatever. But otherwise you can, you have free will to do whatever you want. And so you need to call them in, invite them in, welcome them in, uh, ask for them to come and communicate with you. You know, I mean, they're not going to just show up, you know, (laughs) I had to go on a quest of my own just to find out that like, oh, this is who's trying to talk to me. You know, it took some, it took a little investigating. Yeah. 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 Well, that makes sense. Um, I do feel like that's why we're here is to really have this kind of playground to see what happens when you let somebody go on the swing before you and what happens when you push them off and you can't ride the swing, right? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. all meant to sort of be a big, a big, um, oh, someone I spoke to recently said, you know, it's like summer camp. It's like summer camp. Yes, um, tell everybody a little bit more about your book, which you said you anticipate being published in November of 2023. Yes. Um, I'm almost finished with it. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, it's been a, a labor of love and it, it was actually something that, you know, I, I chose 
but I was also strongly advised by my spirit guides and my angels and the Pleiadians. It's like, this would be highly beneficial for you to get out to the world, <laughs> you know, if you choose to do this. And so, yes, even though we do have free will, we can still say no, even, even if we know it's something that's going to be good for other people. <laughs> right. So, right. You still have to do the work. Yeah. You still have to choose it. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm a vessel for, you know, whatever wants to come through. And so I, I said, okay, I'll, I'll write this book, even though I knew it would be a long project and it's been, you know, about a year that I've been working on it. So, but I, I'm excited. It's called the Mojo of Multidimensional Manifesting. Great title. Yeah. And I'm, and, and really abundance, like this, this is a whole nother topic we could probably do another show on, but, but abundance is strongly aligned with ascension because if you are not in an abundant space, how are you going to ascend? You're going to be stuck in your crap. You're going to be stuck in your victim, your junk and all this stuff. It's like, no, you need to be abundant. And then you can really focus on what's possible. So, so the mojo of multidimensional manifesting is to help you not only understand yourself better, and there is a some palmistry in this book. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't classify it as strictly like a palm reading book, but I do bring it in when it's relevant. And I'll probably give you some stuff that you haven't seen in other palmistry books, which is kind of fun. And there's a lot of channeled messages that are direct from my meditations over the last several years from the higher dimensional realms, including the Pleiadian Council of Light to guide you in living that abundant ascended life. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Cynthia, it has been delightful speaking with you today. I know our listeners at Mind Power Meets Mystic are going to love this episode. Thank you so much for being on our show. Oh, thank you so much. Um, it's been a great pleasure. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets 